This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharudin and this is Gigi Well Played, BFM's video game show. We're going to react to the game awards that happened last week and we're going to talk about the winners as well as some of the announcements made joining me to unpack the show as well as share his thoughts on the game awards and award ceremonies in general is Najman Maliki. Okay, yeah. So I think um, overall for me, Game Awards is is a bit of a is a bit of a hit and miss. So I personally do uh, check out the nominees and the winners every year or almost every year, and you know I've, I've got my beefs and stuff like that. I kind of I kind of enjoyed it as an award show, but as an award itself, I don't think it really delivers for me. One is because I don't think it carries a lot of weight um, in my um, one decision making of buying a game, or two, the game itself. So if say Elden Ring wins Game of the Year, I don't think that would make um, the game any bigger. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one bit. But I also interestingly spoke to a couple of uh, people, a couple of my friends and families uh, who are non gamers, but is interested in gaming. Um, what they thought about Game Awards 2022 um, They just didn't feel the gravitas, I guess, from it uh, Even though Al Pacino was on it um, But yeah, uh, they just find it very... It's like it's a very cute thing, if you, if you will Yeah, But that's about it So yeah, that's what I my yeah, thoughts are Yeah, I think that that's what quite interesting about the game awards uh, show typically i mean if you if you if you ask people right i think it came at a time when i think people are beginning to question the relevance of award shows in general and it came um in an industry that is pretty quote unquote subjective to a certain extent right i mean obviously fans will sort of like argue about which game deserves to be game of the year or deserves to be to win you know our best narrative and whatnot but i think i didn't i didn't really the industry is big enough and it's varied enough that i think people know that it's supposed to be subjective, right? Of course, you're going to have hardcore fans arguing with each other and whatnot online, especially. But yeah, so so I think um, especially the Game Awards specifically, the one um, uh, organized by Jeff Keighley, I think by virtue of Jeff being someone that's pretty uh, influential in the industry, he managed to make the event a bit more... Um, credible to an extent. I think, and I think the event has gained that status. Um, the Game Awards have become prestigious on that front, but not necessarily the Game Awards show, you know, if you know what I mean. Because I think the industry itself has um, um, diversified so much that I think while people do sort of like, you know, attend the award show, watch the award show, sort of like pay attention to who's who are the winners, um, they know for a fact that, okay, it doesn't really, I guess, change the trajectory and the direction or the popularity of of of, of certain games. Mm. Uh, maybe give exposure, like you said, to, to certain games, but not so much about, you know, it doesn't really tip the scale of the industry that much compared to perhaps nominations and awards from publishers, perhaps, you know, or, or your favorite YouTubers or influencers, right? I think because, but that's just how the industry works these days. I think because there is that, that um, segmentation, you know, it's quite fragmented in that sense. So I think um, if you ask individuals out there, do they care about perhaps, you know, the Game Awards uh, awarding Game of the Year to Elden Ring this year? They might say, well, yes, but maybe they would pay more attention to perhaps their favorite YouTuber, you know, Skill Up, ACG, whoever yeah, lah. Yeah. Uh, you know, rewarding uh, Elden Ring as their 
game of the year or even like if let's say for example if if ACG you know I think it's a, a YouTuber that I think we both kind of watch and sort of respect as well uh, nominate or award game of the year to a game that's not Elden Ring perhaps you know people, we yeah. will be talking about it hey did you see you know uh, you know ACG he decided to give game of the year award to game Y rather than Elden Ring say for example right yeah. so there is that but at, least, but at the end of the day I think the show itself is pretty interesting uh, yeah sort of, it has sort of like I guess brought itself to be one of the game awards show to pay attention to lah, one way or another and hence the reason why we are talking about it right now and so let's just I guess one way or another uh, gloss through the some of the nominations and the winners uh, game of the year um, not surprising uh, Elden Ring one game of the year and I don't think I mean to a certain extent I think the competition is pretty I don't think it's that close with God of War and Rock probably its closest competitor compared to the, the others but I think Not to say that those other games are bad. It's just that I think we know based on the hype and and the the kind of conversations that we heard about Elden Ring, mm. it's not a surprise that they ended up becoming a winner. And you know maybe to a certain extent a deserved winner, right? Um, yeah. yeah. There's also best game direction. Elden Ring won that as well. Best narrative. God of War and Rock. Um, I've not finished the game yet, but I think I don't think that's a surprise. Nash, do you think that's a surprise? Best narrative. Um, God, nope. God of War and nope. Rock. <laughs> yeah, Art Direction. I don't know whether this is a surprise, but Elden Ring also won that one. Um, score music, best score music. That one went to God of War and Rock. Uh, yeah. yeah, audio design also went to God of War and Rock. In fact, you could argue that apart from not winning uh, the game of the year, year <laughs> yeah, God of War and Rock actually won pretty big that night, right? I think uh, yeah. with with a lot of yeah, they won a lot of awards. Uh, best performance of so went to Christopher Judge. You know, he played Kratos in God of War and Rock. Um, so this is this is one interesting category here, Games for Impact and it's won by As Dust Falls, you know. Um, in case you don't know, Games for Impact uh, is a category for thought-provoking games uh, with a pro-social meaning or message. So I think Like you said earlier, Najman, I think um, in terms of discovering new games or games to check out, maybe yeah, as Dust Falls perhaps would be the game that you want to check out if just just by virtue of you know being curious about it as well, right? Um, there's also best ongoing game, which Final Fantasy XIV Online won, and I think that one is also I mean considering how popular the game is, um, Stray won best indie game, and Stray was that good that it was also nominated for Game of the Year, right? Which game is pretty interesting, yeah. I believe they also won best indie debut as well. Yeah, they yeah. also won. Yeah, they also won best debut indie game, and then they are also. I'm just gonna go through the other categories. There's also innovation and accessibility, which God of War and Rock won, and I think deserve as well. Um, action game Bayonetta 3, uh, action adventure game God of War and Rock, RPG Elden Ring, uh, fighting game. Yeah, fighting game is pretty interesting because mm. multiverses ended up winning. But yeah, this and this is something I've discussed with um, John Leo from <laughs> Kakuchopore. Um, Sifu is somehow you know nominated for best fighting game as well, and mm. I think John said that you know this is weird because when you categorize something as a fighting game, it technically needs to be a fighting game rather than you know an adventure <laughs> action game like Sifu. Not to say Sifu yes. is a bad game, but you know would like would you not consider Sifu a fighting game per se? No. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I think I think um, if if people who actually play a lot of fighting games, especially if they have a, the the boards themselves to actually play fighting games, they'd be very insulted that if you put Sifu as a fighting game, Correct. it's just a game that has fighting, but 
If that is the case, then you should actually put Hades in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well put all the other games that I mean that has fight sequences, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, a lot of I guess top categories, I suppose. Uh, sports racing game, Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, sim strategy game is won by Mario plus Rabbits Sports of Hope, which I think John Leo from Kakuchipuri also said is a really good game. Multiplayer Splatoon 3, uh, which is pretty interesting as well. And then there are also a lot of other things that I think, yeah, I mean, you can check out the final list there. Um, last mention, uh, Arcane League of Legends won Best Adaptation, which I think a lot of um, gamers and even non-gamers said it's a very good show, apparently. I haven't watched yeah, it yet. I do uh, hear a lot of like... Mm, um disagreement around here as well but yeah i think i think it's a very um well well received show definitely even amongst non gamers but yeah i th- i think uh disagreements is good it's, it just shows that it's a good category but yeah i think cyberpunk edge runners is very very uh high up there as well so i think it's big, ah, it's a huge yeah yeah, so so that's the thing. I think I think maybe um, yeah, because Arcane is pretty well talked about. I, yeah, I think the folks at at, at Popcorn Culture also say that Arcane is a pretty good show, and I think I don't think they're active gamers, you know. To put to, yeah, I mean, just or, or at least way. at the very least, probably they didn't play League of Legends, um, yeah. and to to be able to appreciate the game. And I think same goes for um, Edge Runners as well. I think you don't need to be able to. I mean, you don't need to play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to actually feel like um, Edge Runners is a great uh, thing. And I think um, yeah, these two games, uh, sorry, or the adaptation really speaks volume, as opposed to <coughs> the handsome duo that is Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why. Do you know that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is nominated? <laughs> but I guess that that shows how 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 some some categories are quite. They don't, they don't really have that many options if you think about it, right? All right. Uh, so, yeah. I think we've touched a bit on on the relevance of, you know, the Game Awards show or, you know, any any sort of like, you know, Game of the Year award show, right? Um, not just this specific, the Game Awards. But I think, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, do you, do you actually care about these um, award shows? And I'm not, not just referring to the Game Awards specifically. Lah. No, actually. To be honest, in short, the, my answer would be no. But, um... Uh, I think I think um, so. I'm trying to like look at this from the point of view of different awards as well. Say, for example, like if you can take Grammy or the Oscars and stuff. Um, it's a good. I mean, it's a good place to start some fun banter with your friends and family about like, oh, should um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West get any award or maybe uh, should um, you know. Uh, we have another category for something else. Uh, I think that was that. That's the the fun section, the fun side. I guess one slight upside is that some of these, um, I guess categories are not really up my alley because I don't, for example, really play a lot of, uh, fighting games. I mean, I do enjoy some of them here and there, but you know, sometimes you just want to see like, oh, okay, what what do the judges say about the best fighting game of the year and, um. Yeah, things like that. But again, because most of the winners are, 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 are the, the um, games that I kind of expect, even though it's in my very far peripherals, <laughs> it's like I do expect multiverses to win, like obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess 
it's it's kind of fantasy but that's about it i i i do feel like i want it to be to 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 be a bigger impact on me and in general other gamers but sadly it's not yeah That was Najman Maliki joining me on the show to react to the winners of the Game Awards 2022. We're going to make way for some messages. After this, we're going to react to some of the announcements made during the event. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Najman Maliki joins me on the show to react to the Game Awards 2022 that happened last week. We've spoken about the winners earlier. Now we're going to talk about the trailers that were showcased on the show. Um, I think the biggest one would have to be Death Stranding 2, officially announced. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were expecting Hideo Kojima to showcase a different kind of game, you know, a new project perhaps, you know, a project that I think one of the projects that was in the works for Microsoft for Xbox specifically but I think the fact that we got um, Death Stranding 2 pun wasn't really a surprise in fact it shows how committed he is to the Death Stranding project right yeah I mean I think he alluded to something but as um, Kojima goes he likes to do that <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah it was a good trailer uh, it was you know I mean as confusing as the first game I think uh, <laughs> in terms of the trailer lah, right it's, 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 it has that it has that um, yeah it has that very you know it's mysterious in that sense you know to put it to put it uh, simply uh, um, I think a lot of fans uh, were pretty excited to see the trailer um, and on top of that we also have a lot of release dates were announced for for a lot of games including um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor Um, that one looks yeah. pretty good and, and I'm personally looking forward to that as well um, Final Fantasy 16 um, and then um, there's also Hades 2 which I, I find quite interesting as well I mean it shows how good Hades is that I think they decided to make a sequel and and, and it, it will involve a different character right if I'm not mistaken can you tell us a bit more about that? yeah so Hades 2 um, it will be involving a different character altogether um, and it's not <laughs> Um, technically speaking, I guess the name shouldn't be Hades too. <laughs> so when you play Hades, you play the son of Hades and you're trying to defeat Hades. And uh, I'm assuming this next game is going to follow a very similar line whereby you play a female protagonist who is trying to take down Kronos, which is a titan in the um, uh, Greek mythology. And uh, yeah, I think in in the... If you are looking at Greek mythology, I would say Kronos is even bigger than Hades. Uh, and I think, uh, but yeah, one one part of me is super excited for this game, but the other part of me as well is, um, it's a bit like slightly skeptical because the game looks exactly the same except that you're you're playing a different set of characters. Oh okay, all right. That's a that's a that's a brief take, Jay. But but okay, but okay. And then apart from that, there's also um that cells written to Castlevania DLC, which I think is pretty interesting. You know, I mean, I've never played that cells, but I remember you talking about that cells. Yeah, when we did our road light episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one looks pretty interesting, considering that I think these are both. Um, I mean, that cell is its own thing, but Castlevania is a, is, a, is a big franchise, so it's good to see, sort of like a crossover of sorts. Um. There's also um, a lot of DLCs announced, including Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. Um, 
this will, I guess, see Aloy visiting LA. Um, there is that Hollywood sign. I think if you watch the trailer, there's that Hollywood sign showing that mm-hmm. it probably could, I mean, Aloy is literally going to Hollywood. Um, <laughs> one thing I don't like about this, I mean, it was there wasn't much that was revealed apart from, I guess, Aloy flying towards the island. Uh, but I think what I'm a bit annoyed with this is that the DLC will, of course, only be available for PS5. <laughs> yeah. Not a surprise, but at the same time, I'm a bit annoyed considering that I, I played Horizon Forbidden West on PS4. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do find this very contentious because I also played the full game for Forbidden West on PS4. So, you kind of expect that a huge chunk of people is going to still be playing on PS4. But the other thing that I'm feeling very angry about as well is that you're doing this exclusives to actually a game that you honestly released on on PS4 and you still don't have the availability of PS5. I'm like exclusivity only comes in my personal view when it when availability is there. So if Hanif wants to like make the jump and is not sure about it, this is a great jump. But thing is if Hanif wants to make the jump, he can't because <laughs> there's no availability, right? So yeah, that's the thing that I still find very uh, annoyed about. Yeah, the thing is, I'm quite, I'm super invested in the franchise that I might, you know, this ironically might be the the, the thing that will finally, yeah. you know, force me to get a PS5 if I can, if I can get it, um, which is kind of ironic because yeah, you know, I would expect a full game to actually be be enticing me, but not not a DLC. But I guess that's how things mm. work here. Um, another DLC involves a game that I think I'm personally kind of excited by because we're finally going to get a proper expansion uh, and that's Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Idris Elba will be joining the, the the game. It's called Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty Expansion. And yeah, I mean, not not surprised to see another, I guess, famous actor joining the game considering that we, had, uh, we have Kenny Reeves in the game, right? Um, this one, finally, you know, obviously... Cyberpunk 2077's uh, problems are well documented. It's just good to finally see them getting the act together and finally re- releasing a proper um, expansion. And and again, I'm kind of excited for this as well, to be fair. <laughs> Is, uh, I got a quick question though. Um, uh, would Phantom Liberty be free for for those of us who have actually gotten ooh, the game? I recall CDPR said that they are going to have free DLCs. I'm not sure whether this is one of them. Good question. Um, I guess we have to double check yep. that later. But I think, yeah, that's a question worth asking. You know, some argue that, you know, considering the trouble that they put a lot of gamers uh, through, maybe it should be free. But I don't think so, you know. Um, we have to double check that. Um, just sell, but it's not free, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, to be fair, right? Other than that, there's also um, From Software uh, revealing Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. I think, yeah, this is... I'm surprised that the franchise is still ongoing, but I, who who don't want to play robots uh, fighting against other robots? Exactly. Right? Another thing that I um that I, that's uh, good to see is um Suicide Squad um Kill the Justice League um they had a trailer that paid respect to to um the late Kevin Conroy who recently passed away, mm-hmm. and they have also confirmed that he will be the voice of Batman in that game as well. I guess perhaps maybe his final project. I mean maybe who knows, but but yeah, it's interesting to see that. Batman will naturally be part of 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 part of so that game, me. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I do have a couple of mentions that I want to throw out there as well. Obviously, mm. I'm a huge Diablo fan, so Diablo Four is getting a, a release date. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, June 2023. After waiting for 200 years, it's gonna <laughs> come out. <laughs> do you think they have that? Uh, do you think that's a good good, good timing? Uh, June, yeah, for next year. Um, I think I I would okay. Like 
I like June releases because June is usually a slower date for like games, uh, game releases in general. Uh, usually you see anything towards the later end of the year or the earlier parts of the year. So June is quite good, I feel. Um, yeah, but you know, um, Blizzard have had some dicey launches looking at Overwatch 2, looking at a couple of games that they released um, recently. So I'm not sure whether it's going to be a, uh, a, a very smooth sailing release, but we'll see. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I'm also very excited for, um, I mean, looking at the trailers, uh, Suicide Squad itself, um, and uh, yeah, Judas actually. Um, yeah, Judas looks like a really good game, um, and um, yeah. So I, I, I personally have gotten Baldur's Gate three, which is yeah. actually technically speaking into in 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 early access, yeah. uh, and it has been in for for the past two years. Um, and um, for those who don't know, early access for Baldur's Gate 3 is actually full price and you get to play the first six parts of the game. Um, but finally, so they've released the full thing. Um, yeah, so I'm going, uh, the release window is going to be sometime in August 2023. I think, I believe Larian hasn't confirmed on a, per, a set, set date, but that would be extremely interesting. Um And I think there are a few games that just really baffles me, and that's that's that that's um essentially my feeling of watching most or uh, most if not all of the trailers from from um Game Awards. Half of the time I'm like whoa, super excited. The other half of the time I'm like, okay, so Among Us is doing something, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but that's the whole that's the whole thing, right? I think to some extent, there's a bit of everything for everyone, and you know, yes. obviously, it's, it's meant to to cater to a lot of people, uh, and to a lot of gamers out there, right? Mm. Um, yeah, there's also gameplay for Tekken Eight. Um, you mentioned release date, and Street Fighter Six is also getting a release date. Um, I think it'll be released in June as well. Um. Mm. Other than that, um, yeah, a lot Bayonetta. of, a lot of so, Do you have yes. any thoughts on the Bayonetta Origin game? Um, Looks. not so much. I mean, it's it's quite interesting to see that they've yeah they decided to release uh a new Bayonetta so soon after after just releasing Bayonetta three, right? <laughs> I think that yeah. that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, there's also uh oh, there's also Crash Team Rumble, which I find quite interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, oh, I think I believe it's not your usual Crash Bandicoot game. It's, it's it looks very uh moba moba esque. <laughs> um, yeah. and personally, mm, I think I think okay, the thing that I like about Crash Bandicoot, um, in in like most of their games is that it it's a very fun, family ish. Uh, game that is quite linear and straightforward, but when you put it as a mobile, now it looks very. It looks like I would need a pen dollar two after playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the new trailer for Super Mario Brothers movie. Ooh. Yeah, I think that one is also pretty interesting. Still not sure uh, how it's gonna turn out, but I think it look it does look good lah. I mean, I have to mm. say that. <laughs> The um, Crime Boss Rocket City announcement to me just looks messy. They <laughs> they have a very star-studded um uh, star-studded lineup for that game, but also I mean I have this personal reservation when I see a game trying to throw so many stars at you, 
just <laughs> in hopes that it sticks. So I don't know. Even the announcement was relatively cringy for me. Um, overall, Najman, what what are your thoughts on this year's show overall? I mean, in terms of the winners and also the announcements that were there. Mm, so I think overall, um, it would be it would be lukewarm for me. I think um, I've got great announcements alongside a lot of things that uh, we've expected. Um, I think, yeah, I think I've said earlier things like uh, Diablo 4, um, uh, Burning Shots for for the West. These are all things that we've expected, and the winners of the games as well. Like it's Elden Ring versus God of War, Ragnarok, uh, which is also expected. There's a lot of things that is expected, hence why it's very lukewarm for me. It's not that hot or interesting because um, you know I have expected all these things. And essentially, they delivered, but also, it's just that, um, yeah. I think uh, I would love to see 2023 being a lot more interesting for Game Awards um, if it continues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll it definitely see. will. It definitely will. It definitely shift. will. Yeah, that's the thing. It definitely will. And on that note, thank you so much, Nash. Thank you, Hanif. You're tuned into GG Well Played and Najwan Malaki. Join me on the show to react to the Game Awards that happened last week. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on pfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can also find our podcast on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been GG Well Played. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.